0: Hey everybody! This week's episode of the R and R show is brought to you by Arcane Wonder.
1: Oh, we are here. We're we're live. We're doing the R and R show. Friends, welcome to the R and R show. This is episode eleven. Now, is that right? Yes.
0: Uh, lucky How? number eleven.
1: Lucky number I think, eleven. I don't know.
0: Is eleven lucky specifically? It you is know, now unlucky. Yeah. We'll take whatever luck we can get um (laughs)
1: exactly exactly. hey
0: uh first of all let me say congratulations sir on uh, completing your first rotto runs through for the channel yesterday thank you thank you it was a blast yeah oh yeah yeah i I think you did a great job um you know showing off perpetuity the uh audience seemed to enjoy it i know kabuki was there definitely involved helping you make choices and um man if folks knew what went on behind the scenes (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, because I mean, you were.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, I was a mess behind the scenes. Uh, just a quick little behind the scenes moment here, folks. About ten minutes before I went live yesterday, I had one of my cameras decide to just die on me, and um, I had to come up with a quick solution. But thanks to my experience with. Um, uh, technology aka my smartphone i was able to rig up the um little overhead green screen camera so i could put those uh cards and stuff on, on screen at the last second and it literally was the last minute right before i clicked live i, I got it to work and i was like Whew. but i do want to thank everyone for joining me yesterday it was a lot of fun i did see kabuki kid a lot of other people uh too in chat hanging out really appreciate y'all's uh support and i've got another one coming up soon yeah. and um it's i i enjoy doing it it is you know it'll Take me a little while to get in the, the the swing of things, but I, I feel like this was a good start uh, to the whole thing. So, uh, again, thank you for y'all's support. And I see everyone here in chat. I, I've got all kinds of people chatting from around the world. Always appreciate it. Good to see y'all here. Kabuki Kid Omar, uh, Heroic Logic, Slackfish, uh, Slivers Rolling with Rock, and so many other uh, people in chat. Thank you again. Alton um, Tisch watching in the hotel room
0: at Essence Spiel nice. as we speak.
1: Very hug. exciting. Guten Tag friend guten, guten tag morgen,
0: meine Freund. No, guten Good morning my friend no good na- good not not good noben. that's good night what's good afternoon guten tag yeah just guten tag good guten day guten right okay, good day cool. to you Tisch.
1: Nice, nice. Ronald, what do you got on your uh, table there? I have something on my
0: table. I'm glad you asked. This is a uh, hot upcoming game from our sponsor, Arcane Wonders. It's called Picture Perfect back there. Let me go on ahead. I think I had a zoomed in thing set up, didn't I? Yeah, boom. There it is. And um, yeah, Jen and I literally just played this for the first time this morning, a couple of hours ago. She totally crushed me. By like 10 or 15 points, you can see her table is just completely full of stuff. Oh, well, my table is relatively bare. But the uh, notion of this game is really clever. It's kind of a fun little party game where um, as part of setup, everybody has a collection of these secret wants that your, um, that your, your potential party goers have. Like uh, Lady in the Purple Dress wants to stand on the left side, wants uh, to ensure nobody sees that cursed dog's face and also (laughs) wants to be in the third row so i might have her and so i know exactly where to put her and also i know something about what i need to do with the dog if i'm going to put the dog in the picture and um, i'm doing it in secret and uh, you know so I've, i've got this for several people you of course have your own you're trying to set up your own and there are other ones that nobody knows and what we do is we go through a few rounds drawing all these different event cards that will make us switch these little envelopes, or do auctions for them, or steal them from each other, trying to get as good a picture as we can of what the perfect picture is going to be. Hence the name of the game: perfect picture. And um, you know, once you go through six rounds of you know this kind of back and forth. You, you have your picture, and um, then if you want, this is totally optional. I've seen some people upset that they think, oh, you must use your smartphone and take a picture because that's how you score the game. But it's totally optional. It's just a fun little thing. But you basically go through, and it's actually, I, this is such a brilliant thing. When you're done, you take your backdrop, which is also hidden from everybody else, how you were laying people out because that's important information. You flop it down like this, and then it becomes a score sheet. Just like that, oh, and you start scoring wow. with a little summary of how you score everything. Which I, it's it's a silly little thing, but I thought that was so brilliant um, when I when I saw that, that is work in practice. Oh my gosh! And then you just go through all the different show of uh, people. You don't necessarily have to put everybody in your party if you're just worried. Like I don't know where guy in wheelchair goes because if I don't meet any of his needs, I lose points. So you're trying to, um, and of course. People are going to conflict. Somebody wants the dog, um, you know, in the front row, or the, you know, the dog wants to be on the table, but other people want the dog not to be seen. Um, you've got this big potted plant that you can use to hide shy guest goers. If, if you know, there's all kinds of really fun stuff, and it's just a, a silly, wacky, good time. Jen and I definitely enjoyed it, which is rare because. A party-style game working for two doesn't come along very well. But for the two-player game, they up the number of auctions, and these are a really smartly done auction for two, which is a pretty rare thing, where um, one player chooses, okay, here's what we're bidding on. The other player sets a price, and then the first player decides, well, am I going to buy it or are you going to buy it? Kind of, um, oh, what is that, uh, from Fister, Isle of, Isle of Sky approach. It works okay. really well. We had a very fun time playing it, and uh, yeah, it's on the table.
1: I, I love that. I, I love that it's a party game that you can actually play it too. Um, and that just you know, a so Ronak in, in chat was talking about yeah, they're definitely using their smartphone to take a picture. I, I would too. I, I, oh, I'm yeah, all yeah. over this. Yeah, yep. it, that's such a fun little, a neat little uh, option that you can uh, have there. But yeah, well, that looks great. Well, I um, I, I hope know this. It looks this was, hope people like it yeah because when uh, when I was at Gen Con a couple what, of weeks oh, ago, I'm it was sorry. like oh, a you big played hit. It? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I no, I didn't play it, but I, I it sold out at Gen Con. Um, I remember oh, talking to Robert over there and yeah that it was a hot seller so i'm sure they're gonna have plenty of copies well i don't know i'm not sure if they're gonna have plenty of copies at uh, essen but uh folks i would recommend snapping it up because it is uh, ha- selling like hot cakes
0: yeah it's a silly sharp little game and i suspect it has a good future because i think it came out last year in german and so arcane wonders is you know uh bringing it over to the wider audience and i know the original german version has i think three expansions for it already one that like oh, puts wow. movie star in here and another nice. one that lets you go above the four player count so you can go up to six players i think it's a five six player expansion and i think there's another one where like thieves show up or, or in the picture and you're trying to worry oh, about wow. that too so i think this game is already pretty cool right out of the box and yeah. uh, I, I think it's got a, a a bright future for it as well i believe that's nice. so much that we're gonna be giving away a copy of it
1: what a copy it, of it did you like that smooth transition that was brilliant man it was that terrible was it was awful <laughs>
0: especially because i stomped all over you because i tried to do it like two minutes ago and i didn't let you talk
1: That's i don't let
0: good. the co-host talk No, you, we, we you, know,
1: you know we we're you know again we we had uh, i was in uh florida last week i'm we're trying to get you know back in sync here as far as um our uh hosting abilities go but Folks, we have a contest coming up, but why don't we give away a game? Yes, before we talk about the game we're giving away next
0: week, let's give Mm -hmm. away a game right now. uh, Because we have the Wheel of Names full of hundreds and hundreds of names uh, trying to win a copy of Korra. Which, oh, I probably, uh, yeah, Korra, you remember? Korra. An excellent little kind of gateway plus um, Civ game. Which I covered a few months ago, and I think it's really uh, catching on from publisher Yellow. It, it was, I think, it was a fairly big hit at Gen Con as well, and so yes. it's it's starting to go wide. Really sharp fun game. We are giving away a copy today. Whoever wins it on the big wheel of names. So I'm just going to go on ahead and click it, and we'll see what we get.
1: All right, good luck, everybody. This is a copy of Cora. Poor wheel of names just can't keep up with us anymore. I know.
0: <laughs> oh, so so tired says wheel of names. <laughs> Jeffrey, Jeffrey Snyder. Congratulations, Congrats, Jeffrey Snyder. Big winner. All right. Cool. And don't worry, Captain Rob. Uh, We got like a last minute, like five minutes before we're going to go on. I saw a check email. Oh, wait. Somebody just, okay. Captain Rob, you were on there, but still, Jeffrey beat you fair and square. That's right. Q. Okay. Well, uh, Jeffrey, I will be in contact later today via email to get your details so I can forward it on to Yellow so they can get you a copy of this excellent civilization game. Woohoo. And right. Um, right. So we're now going to talk about next week. We will be giving away a copy of Picture Perfect from Arcane Wonders and also. Because Arcane Wonders only has the rights to distribute this in the United States and Canada. Um, They can't send it everywhere in the world, but we want to make sure everybody has some fun. We got an extra bonus for you folks. Thanks to the fine folks at Yellow, we've got another copy of Korra to give away. So um, what you need to do. You know what? We always spend so much time talking about what you need to do, and then we just repeat ourselves halfway through. Yeah. Why do we do that? Let's just say, folks, here's what's going to happen. At some point during this episode, Either Ruel or I will drop a secret word. We're trying to sneak it past the other one. It's a little competition uh, that we've got going to see if we can uh, one up each other. I think Ruel is in the lead um, right now, and so I've got a little catch up to do.
1: Yes, barely. And here's the thing: we let's. Why don't we rewind a little bit back to okay. that ancient time a week ago uh, when I was in Florida? Nice. And yes, we had uh, the word. Secret word was people, and you got me. Uh, But here's the thing. Thanks to our very amazing audience, one of y'all, actually a few of you pointed out that the secret word was actually uh, said a few times before we got to the big moment. I think we had both inadvertently said it without realizing it. Yes.
0: The audience caught us. So that means really neither of us scored points last week. The audience got like two or three points on us. Because, because yeah. pe- people is a really easy word to drop in casual conversation without even meaning yeah. to. So,
1: so uh, audience, consider yourself you you are uh, in the you're you, in this. You to win this point. now. Yeah, you're you're in it to win it. Um, so I think I am technically up maybe five to four, and we're giving one to the audience. So five, four, and one. But we do have <laughs> another one going on right now. So and I almost said it. Yeah. I almost said the word right now. Oh my god, I need a. Uh, it's such a bad habit of mine. I because I actually I write down the word here just so to remind me. Not that it helps. It doesn't really help, but... (laughs) You know, I almost read it off the off the screen here, but yes, we will be saying a secret word, folks, sometime during the show, and then we'll let you know what to do in order yeah. to enter the contest. It has to do with sending emails and stuff like that. There's just no reason to
0: tell you twice. We'll tell you when we Agreed. get to that part of the show. Be Agreed. listening for the secret word, which, of course, you don't know
1: what it is, but we'll tell you. Whoops! Um, Look at this. I just and apparently I, like, I, the last week the secret that was word last week. People,
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, you haven't updated that. Can you update that without I, showing it?
1: That, that's what I was going to do, and I hit the wrong button. So,
0: oh boy! Yay, live streaming. Okay. Well, you're going to prepare for the secret word. And um, right. So anyway, I think we're done with contests. We're done with what's on the table. We're here to tell you about 10 games, folks, which is what we like to do. And interestingly, uh, this week is top 10 more Essence Spiel 2021 games. Because here's the deal. We were talking about, hey, what topic should we do this week? And a couple days ago, Eric Martin, you know, Mr. News Guy of Board Game Geek posted an update saying, hey, you know what? Um, in, in the last few days, 80 new games have been added to the list. Like, and I did a spit take at that point because, <laughs> oh, come on. And so we talked about it and we both agreed, you know, there were plenty more games we wanted to talk about. There were several games of really hot interest that weren't on the list when we did this a week ago. So we are doing 10 more, um, which really means each of us is ultimately doing a top 10 because each of us gets five each week. That's right.
1: Yeah, that's right. that is so right. Yeah, there's was like like, like uh, you were saying, there were plenty of games for us to talk about last week. We narrowed it down, but now with all these additional ones, I was like, oh man, there's like way more I want to talk about, and it was even it was still tough for me to get it down to my five here. But um, I I'm, I'm glad we're doing this because there's so many games to cover. And shout out to everyone who is out there at ESSEN. and I've I've been seeing some uh, photos and stuff on social media. It's really cool to see you know people doing. The thing again that it just it feels normal again. I mean, I know the mm-hmm. world isn't normal now, but it is yeah. nice to see a little a little form of uh, uh, for, no, no, normalcy out there. So yeah, I do wish I there. I do too. Um, yeah, I mean,
0: I mean, Jenna, we went every year for years while we were living in Malta. It was such an easy. It was like an hour and a half long flight, a direct flight oh one gosh. way. We had wow. a wonderful friend who put us up in his apartment in Dusseldorf every year. We had a great time with him. But oh, uh, wow. yeah, it's just a bit too long, a bit too far, a bit too expensive uh these
1: days. yeah I, I was just gonna ask have you been able to make it back there since you moved back to the states no no no
0: i have not no. left uh the continental okay. u.s upon wow. you know for the last three years um wow. you know jen and i we did talk about doing it you know last year and this year and obviously things conspired to ensure we won't do that we will go back we yeah. both really enjoy it but yeah. uh it'll have to be some point in the future definitely, uh definitely. and uh you know Thank and i my big shout out to everybody who's there enjoying mm-hmm. themselves let us give you a few uh suggestions for games you might enjoy Yes, and
1: uh, shall I kick things off? Uh, yeah, I believe friend? we. Uh, you're taking the number ten slot, right? Yes, yep. all right. Okay, so well here's uh, my number ten is a game called 1923 Cotton Club. And oh, excellent! From yeah. looping, right? Um, looping that- games, yeah, and. Uh, We're doing things a little differently here on the the video stream. Uh, Rod is going to be sharing his screen, and I will be popping that up right here. Yes,
0: I am. Look Uh, at me. Look at me go. Cotton Club from Looping Games.
1: Yeah, I really like these folks. I have to admit. Yeah, and I I wanted to ask you about this. So the the game, it's uh, based in 1923, around the time of Prohibition, right? So that's when Mm -hmm. in Harlem, New York, uh, historically, there were, you know, um, speakeasies, you know, and um, you go there because drinking was – Technically illegal, but you could go to a speakeasy, have drinks, and in this particular part of the U.S., uh, they had music and it was a thriving scene for, um, you know, uh, th- that part of uh, New York. And this game is based on you running your own speakeasy club, right? And are it's a worker placement game. I was drawn to it immediately because of the unique theme. You know, I don't, I can't think of any game that took has taken on this theme, and I love the artwork here. Um, It looks wonderfully produced. And I want to ask you, Rado, like I'm not familiar with Looping Games, but apparently this is a series of games they've done. Yes. um, For different like periods of the 1900s. So I just looked up real quick that they have like 1906 San Francisco, where you're focused on rebuilding the city after the great earthquake. Uh, 1911 uh, Amundsen versus Scott, which was Mm -hmm. the race to the south. First first, uh, people to get to the South Pole. So I think it's really neat they're taking these uh, different types of themes and using different mechanisms to, um, you know, uh, put that into the game and stuff. So yeah, this one I caught mean, my eye immediately. Yeah, I,
0: I agree. I consider serious, I seriously consider this because I've played a couple of their previous. I played the Asmund and Scott, and I played the uh, San Francisco, and I desperately oh, okay. want to play 1987, the Channel Tunnel. That one, I'm dying to play that ever since I heard about oh, it. Because okay. my wife and I, we've been through the channel many times when we lived in Europe, so we just love the idea. Apologies to Gameland Games. You could call this series kind of like uh, Tiny Epic Euros. Because oh. they... they, they pack a really big punch in a really tiny box they're always full of really interesting uh unique twists on whatever gameplay mechanism apparently you said this is a worker placement one which is cool yes and uh and yeah it has a wonderful look and like i said i've been impressed with uh, and, and i've heard really good things uh when i did my top 10 uh game i did a top 10 with ella and stella and i think uh the channel tunnel made it onto one of their lists they were so uh, keen on it got a t- top 10 two-player only games is this a two-player mm. only game
1: uh, this one I don't believe it is uh, this one is is two to
0: four right right, right. two to four yep. yes cool yeah so I, I think this is an excellent choice uh, and I, I can say that based on the, the work that they have done in the past in this series of games I've been
1: really impressed by so that's a that's a, a good good start nice um, yeah yeah, and I just yeah. This, this is the one that draw me in, drew me in, and I'm not familiar with the company. But now, if you're compared to like Tiny Epic series, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm all about it. The yeah. give me games that are you know that pack a lot of punch in, in their box. So I'm all yep, about yep, it. Yep. And yep. Uh, I'm just looking at people in chat. A bunch of people uh, have played looping games. They they're big fans as well. Mom gamer, uh, Kabuki Kid. Uh, Hi Victor from uh, Bulgaria. Wow, nice. Um, but yeah, this, this is the first one on my list, number ten, 1923 Cotton Club. Okay, well,
0: then let's go to my number nine, which okay. I'm going to copy and paste it in here because I will totally not spell that correctly. Um, <laughs> it is Shinkansen Zero Kai. I think just Shinkansen Zero Kai. I don't know what any of this means, but this is a game from Ludonoa, and the reason this is on my list is the designers. Uh, Isra C and C. this is the husband and wife design team behind Red Cathedral.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. And you, got uh, you played Great Cathedral, I'm sure. Yep. Yes. Yeah, and Red
0: Cathedral is fantastic. It kind of came out of nowhere last year, and I think people started playing it really in the new year. Uh, very, very sharp euro, published by a different publisher, De Vere, whereas this is from Ludo Nova But um, uh, you know, uh, you know, that was a really great, fresh, interesting theme with really wonderful mechanisms, and I expect the same thing. This is set in the fifties when Japan was hosting the Olympic Games, and so they were having to do lots of infrastructure investment to bring all these people in, and it's uh, hard that's not a particularly good picture it is a worker placement game where every round let's see is there a good shot of the game set up all right i'm not sure i should have looked through the pictures first because i'm used to you doing all this um yeah. we're doing right. something different today folks i know yeah uh that's just all the, they don't actually have a, a shot in in situ so i will just have to describe what i understand the game being is mm-hmm. um on a round Players are going to draft a new card that extends their bullet train. You can see there's your bullet train over there on the right. And your bullet train, the front and the back have certain actions you can do. But then you're going to be grabbing more cards and extending it bigger and bigger. And basically making a little Euro engine out out of your train but the thing is when you are drafting that card based on no doubt what um you know re- resource conversion or infrastructure building actions you want to do you're also determining what player order player order is going to be for the worker placement element of the game as well and so we've talked about this a bit in the past like cascadia this idea of oh i'm drafting for stuff but I'm really getting two things with one draft and I'm having to make a tough choice. Here that tough choice is, uh, you know, almost kind of King Domino style. Am I willing to go later in turn order to get the card that's going to be best suited for the engine I am trying to build? And uh, I really, I have seen these ideas done in a few other games, and they've been really fantastic. I have seen what this husband and wife, I'm pretty sure it's husband and wife team, uh, have been able to come up with. So I am very, very enthusiastic about my number nine, uh, Shinkasan Zero Kai.
1: That, that game looks gorgeous. Those components. It is very are, pretty, very yeah. colorful. Very nice. Yes. All right. Yeah, all right. Fantastic choice. Yeah, I am I, I'm all over it. I, I love I love train like I'm okay, and I'm not necessarily like an 18 XX train gamer, but Me I do love neither. games. Me neither. Yeah, but I do love games that have uh trains in them. I mean, starting from Ticket to Ride to Railroads of the World, um, you know, stuff like that. I, I'm I'm all about it. So this one looked and actually I really like the game uh by AEG called actually called Trains. And that one was basically Dominion meets ticket to ride matched up yes. in one. I mm-hmm. I've always thought that was an underrated game, especially when you're throwing the expansion. That, that was a wonderful game. So this one, uh, it gets me excited. I, I love, you know, the Japanese culture. I loved uh, Japanese. Going to, J- I've been to Japan uh, once before. It was beautiful. Um, have you been to Japan before? Yes, we have.
0: Uh, my wife. Back when I worked in the video game industry, um, I after we'd done Siphon Filter, I got flown out to pitch Siphon Filter to the uh sony japan to see if they would actually you know do the translation and, and put it out in japan and oh, nice. oh man i have a big horrible terrible blunderous uh story of oh, no. know, flashing cultures when i was actually trying to pitch the game i don't know now. if we have time for can that I,
1: can i stop you right there all right Not only did i catch you but i actually said the word right before you said oh that. you did I, taught, I, I talked about the japanese culture so <laughs> hey
0: folks hey folks guess what the secret word is culture
1: did you there i i love the fact that we tried to get it uh in early I know. This time. i thought oh wow it's so perfect that we just happen to be going <laughs> in this direction this will just be the obvious <laughs> so close yeah i stuck it in maybe like less than a minute before you said it was so close and oh there it is, friends. The secret word is culture. Indeed. Uh, please the secret please word, send word is culture,
0: email. of course, because yes. you tell me, folks, um, these seem like very cultured people,
1: as it happens.
0: And um, in Cora. Uh, one of the uh, progress tracks you make, you work on, is your culture track. So there's a nice little, we realized this morning we were trying to come up with a secret word. This is basically our own version of code names we're having to do where, okay, <laughs> two games have nothing to do with each other. Come up with a, a combining word. And the word this week is culture. So what do you do,
1: Ruel? Yep. Send that email, folks, with the secret word in the subject to contest at rado.com Again, the secret word, one last time right there, the secret word is culture. Type that in. You'll be entered to win a game. So, again, thanks to our sponsor. That's so, oh, this was funny. Like, we were both on top of it this time. I, I love it. It's great. Yep.
0: And All it is right. actually a really, it's a, it's a terrible, tragic, but very funny story about when I did actually have a cultural clash with the... Uh, the Ooh. japanese arm of some do you mind sharing it manufacturing is that, we got
1: we got time for it i'd love to hear it no we'll do it another day perhaps okay.
0: if we have some time for q a and if anybody is curious i'll tell the story
1: cool yeah all right. people um, are chatting so, if they're asking about it, but yeah, yeah we so, will
0: <laughs> email to contest at raw.com culture in the subject whatever you want to do in the body i don't particularly care uh jen does enjoy seeing those dog pics and occasional cat picks, and there have been some bird picks and some lizard picks, and um, you know, there's been all kinds of picks. Uh, but still, all you need is culture in the title to contest or contests, either will work. And uh, a week from today, you will be one. Oh, wait. Oh, but there's one more thing. Um, because we're doing two contests this week, mm-hmm. you need to put your country, the country that this game will be shipped to if you win, in the body absolutely need that so if you're in the usa or canada you are playing for picture perfect put usa or canada in the body somewhere if you're anywhere else in the world let me know um and you'll be playing for another copy of Cora. that's very important i'm glad we didn't forget that
1: yeah cool all right yep. there it is. i'm so gonna
0: blame the fact that i'm still new to this actually having to run the the uh pictures yeah. so that's what threw me yeah. off I, yeah, I, but there now it is. i'm two down and i got a big hole to climb my way out of
1: <laughs> oh it's always fun doing this okay let's get back to the list so we've got to talk about our so first that was i think here. we were
0: done with my number nine shinkansen yes.
1: zero kai so we're on to your number eight and what would that number be, sir? eight all right so number eight um i had a, a a bit of a cheat because i i have played this game before i got to live stream it actually at gen con it is my number eight luna capital from devere games okay and i i threw it on here because i love this game so much and i you know people at Essen, you're going to be able to get a wonderful game uh of tile lane you are um building building up the moon basically you want to be the capital on the moon and um it's got this uh, fun little like sort of retro-y um a theme to it where it's like 1977 or something and you're we fly our um people out there scientists builders and publicists and so forth In order to build up uh, your city and you want your city to become the capital because that's where it's going to be at and what you're doing it's we were just talking about that sort of like double tile lane thing of cascadia yeah this Mm -hmm. has got something similar where you lay down your construction cards and then on top of that you're also drafting little tiles that can have buildings or they could have um, uh, other things on there but here's the thing what i loved about the construction cards as you lay them down, you can uh, do, I think it's a row of three and a three by five, I believe. But those must go in ascending order. So if you have a construction card of one, you can't put, I mean, or a construction card of like a two, you can't put a one after that. Yes. It's got to go in ascending order. So it's got this really neat combo of welcome to, and then a tile a classic tile laying game. And as you can see, the pictures there, oh, uh, it, it works wonderfully. Uh, we I live, live streamed it and. You know, I end up saying this is going to be one of my favorite games of the year. Um, honestly, it's wonderful. I love this trend of tile lane, Tiling games that are sort of redefining the genre. You know, mm-hmm. rather than just the old school carcass Carcassonne listeners put a tile and try to connect things. These add like a spatial element. Like you want certain tiles to be in a certain shape. Or you want to collect certain tiles of uh, different types. Like, oh, this one's going to collect all the water. This is going to um, convert water into oxygen. Stuff like that. Um, so you've got multiple layers of uh, decisions to make. Like, yeah. do I go for the spatial element or do I get the set collection? Is there a way I can do both? Um, just a wonderful game. And that's Luna Capital from Devere Games.
0: I would totally have put this on my list, except I already put it on our, we've been had this on a top 10 list for Gen Con. Did we? Yes, we did. This was like my number three or my number five. Oh my gosh. Yep.
1: You know, I. oh man, oh man, Oops. I got mixed up. What this up. means
0: is, when I'm
1: talking about my stuff, well, it's
0: just uh, thinking happy thoughts, I guess.
1: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm too busy trying to get the secret word past you, I guess. There you okay. go.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you got your game face on at all times. Wow, yeah, did no, I? Everything you just talked about, I was super stoked about it, too. And I was really yeah. jealous when I saw you getting to play it at the show. And so you're yeah. just reinforcing that I, I made the right call back in August when I put it in my top 10 for uh, yeah. Gen Con
1: wow wow I, I i cannot wow what a brain fart on my my um my end but okay. hey it is it's still a wonderful game folks i mean t- trust if i'm still talking about it months later it's it's wonderful so that's luna capital that is my number eight on the top 10 more essence spiel 2021 games let's move on to number seven um yes sir what he got for us so hopefully you got seven. something that i haven't talked about already we'll see yeah yeah yeah
0: oh, I, i'm pretty sure <laughs> Because i actually pay attention
1: um, <laughs> i knew that was coming i i, I, I kid i kid i, I deserve kid. it i deserve it
0: uh, but my number seven is corrosion um, and I'm not sure if this was actually on the week on when we did this a week ago, because I probably would have made my first list nope. as well, because I've been super stoked about it ever since I saw, I think Man versus Meeple talk about it a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They had a prototype. It's from Deep Print Game, but also Capstone Games, if I recall. Yep, Capstone Games yep. and Pegasus Spila. I definitely, definitely want to play this game. Um, let's see. There aren't many pictures, but there was a very nice teaser video, so let's just bring that up. Cool. All right, yeah, that'll look that nice. Out. Um, so this is, I guess, a steampunk style uh setting game where we are building several different engines, uh, drafting tiles and putting them around our board so to combine them to be able to do like like little one, two, three combos. And we're also uh drafting to get, I think, um, engineers. But the central board that we own, we can rotate it, and what that means is wherever it rotates to, we will activate all the tiles that it's pointing to. Uh, to be able to run one of our four engines, I guess, and you know supplement it with our engineers and whatnot, but the problem is every time we run a wing of our engine, it starts to corrode the whole game is a war of attrition where you are trying to get the most use out of the uh, the, the the engines that you've built before they just completely rust away to nothing and I love that idea that, okay, well, I want to run this right now. Then I will lose these portions of it, and I really need to get this other piece in there first. Do I wait? Do I do n- later? So it feels like there's probably a lot of really interesting, intense decisions to make. It also looks like it's got a really great presentation. Um, and uh, again, you know, Capstone Games, I mean, they are. Um, they are on fire, El Fuego. They are on fire. They, yep. they just have not missed a beat for games that have been coming out nonstop. And I mean, also, you know, shout out to uh, Deep Print and Pegasus also publishing it. But yeah, I am super impressed by this game. From a first-time board game designer um, who uh, is apparently oh. a mathematician in his day job. So you know the mechanisms are going to be tight, tight, tight. And yes. uh, I, I loved he, he had a little story. He's like, you know, just a, a few years ago, one day I started thinking about Rust. And I decided to make a game about it. And so we have it now. It's my number seven, Corrosion.
1: Wow. I, I can't say I've ever uttered that phrase. One day I was thinking about Rust, but, um, you know, that, that's why I'm not a mathematician. But uh, I love th- this whole thing of trying to get the timing down. Those those games always, like, burn my brain, trying to get the timing right to, you know, trigger certain mechanisms and, and so forth. So th- this one looks fantastic. Yeah, it wow.
0: kind of gives me a, a Queen's Architect vibe, which is... Okay. Uh, uh, definitely a game that flew under the radar but should have gotten a lot more love. Yeah, um, I, 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 think, I, I think it's going to be pretty cool. Mom Gamer points out pre orders are open at Capstone, Ga- Capstone Games right now. I don't nice. know if Mom Gamer is getting a little something something on the back end for that, but um, <laughs> if so, well played, Mom Gamer.
1: <laughs> All right, Mom Gamer. All right, so that was your number seven. Yes, Let's sir. move on to my number six, and my number six. Um it is not actually available yet but they are demoing it at um Essen okay. it is Cora Quest Cora Quest That was Cora with a K or no it's a C uh, it's C O R A Quest I believe it's all one word. Uh yes, this was kickstarted last year. I actually backed this on Kickstarter myself. Um it's Dan mm-hmm. and uh, Cora uh a father and daughter team. You may uh, folks you may know Dan uh I believe Dan Hughes from uh the That's Dice correct. Tower. He does uh, videos yep. there with his daughter where he plays games. I fell in love with the theme. It is a dungeon crawl, but it's very family friendly. Look, I mean, look at this this artwork, and I love <laughs> the story of how this came together. You know, him and his uh, daughter were just you know they, they play game a ton of games, and you can see there that the artists the art is done by kids. They they uh, they put out Real? a call. For, Are you serious? I they, did not they know. They that. put out a call worldwide, and I, I think some of this has been refined by other artists, but uh, I for imagine the most so, part, yeah, yeah. But in Carmac Parlance, they got some high quality inkers to work with the. Yes, uh, exactly the inkers. Yes, Um, but yeah, it's a it's a, a, a gateway level um style dungeon crawl, a cooperative game. You go in, get all the baddies, and um, you know get the loot and stuff. But w- what really attracted me is that there are like there's like a little campaign as well, and because the Kickstarter did so well, they unlocked a bunch of goals. Like there's one story in there by Paula Deming and Matthew Jude. Y'all know them oh, okay. from. Uh, things get dicey. Yeah, they actually created their own story. So we've unlocked that as part of the Kickstarter that's on there. And you can see, yeah, there, there's some of the wonderful yeah, art the by all the children the from around the world.
0: art then turned
1: into the final art. Yeah.
0: That is so yeah. cool. I, I did it, not know about that portion of this game.
1: Yeah. That and I think that's, that's what really drew me. It's just, it, it really was like this family uh, oriented um, uh, style game and not only the game itself, but just the creation of it. I, I love the fact that he and the, his daughter worked on this together as a, a project and it's become a real, a real thing. Um, so their demo, they have the pre-production copy at um, um, Essen right now. It was supposed to be released this November, but hey, you may have heard of something called the Great Shipping Crisis of 2021. So I think
0: I have heard of that in passing.
1: Yeah, so it well, may or may not. seem to stop talking about it. Like they have problems
0: right? or something. Like it's hard to make yeah. games.
1: Yeah, what, what's going on? Um. So th- that they may push things back, but uh, I'm still super excited about this one. Uh, that's Cora Quest um, from uh, Dan Hughes and his daughter,
0: Cora. Wow, that is lovely. I just this knew that field. Dan had de- co-designed a game with his daughter and it had a successful Kickstarter. But that yeah. was just the beginning of the story. And that is yeah. incredibly heartwarming. Yeah. Um, I,
1: I love, I, it's, it's you know, it just reminds me of the, the sense of community that we have in board games. And even though, yeah, even though the pandemic's like throwing a big old monkey wrench in the middle of things, um, the, the community is where, what it's all about. I mean, all these things that we're looking at right now on screen, all the little figures, those are based on actual kids' drawings from around the world. They, they built up the Core Quest right. community as they were kickstarting it. And they said, hey, tell your kids to draw stuff what they want to see in the dungeon and what they want to uh, fight or be friends with or whatever and that's what's created i i just i that always blows me away that they made this happen so that is that lovely is, yeah that is all right that was number 6 number 6 yes chorus quest with a c with a c for people
0: who are listening all right well then let's move on to my number 5 let's all see right. here if i oh it was just spelled really weird ooh uh, weird all right okay, okay. Oh, no no all right ah all right
1: vamp for a bit all right i'm gonna vamp uh folks don't forget to stay hydrated i did not stay hydrated well yesterday in my run through and i was i was uh, on edge but hey if you stay hydrated it's a good thing if you have it i don't have it right now but topo chico it's muy delicioso anybody talking about anything in the chat i i i can't
0: find it at all
1: okay am I in no, charge of this? Who said i take should do time. this um, I, I love the fact that Stacy Arvadel said it. Drew, uh, Core Quest drew me in, right? Uh, good one, uh, Stacy Arvadel. Well, ah, I that is it. very good, very good. Um, let's see what else we got understand. here. Hi- this game it's, has completely it- disappeared from the database.
0: Oh, it's not in it's the not in- preview anymore. What the heck? Did okay. they? Oh, oh, okay. I found it. I found it. I found it. All right. Shout uh, out to my friend Daniel. They Spanky spell the Daniel. word fruit differently in spain ah. and uh, that was my problem how are you it's uh, i'm showing i'm showing uh, right. this live right uh, fruity cola how... which fruity cola yeah which is or fruticola which is how i would pronounce it in english oh. and now here's the deal i'm sure you saw this on the list on, on the geek list and you saw oh this is the art this is the box art yeah you probably kept going and i yeah, wouldn't I blame did. you quite frankly yeah. i mean this does not i mean I, no my apologies to whoever's responsible for this box art That does not actually scream, oh, my gosh, I must play this game. Mm -hmm. But I did stop and look because I kind of remembered the name of Virginia uh, uh, Gigli as a designer. And I thought, who is that? That's driving me nuts. And I went and looked it up. And, oh, yeah, he's just the co-designer of Grand Austria Hotel, Lorenzo Mm -hmm. Magnifico, Coimbra, Alamater, Egizia. He's, uh, he's like, oh, oh, what? oh my gosh, all of these games are absolutely amazeballs. Okay, wow. I'm going to ignore the box art and I'm going to try and learn a little bit about this game. And then I actually started looking at it. It looks like it's got really Ooh. nice presentation. It is all about harvesting different fruits from different fruit trees. It uh, looks like it was a very nice presentation, um, but what ultimately got me on this on board with this game is the gameplay. Let me see if there's a picture that would let me explain it. Uh, it's basically, uh, no, there's not going to be. All right, well, I'll just show the pictures. Um, I, okay. I, I assume you played what's it, uh, Gloomhaven, right? You know, every yes. round I've got to play cards. That determines amongst whatever else I'm doing with those cards, it determines what my initiative is going to be. Right. Um, and you know, and then you know, everybody reveals at the same time and they're like, Oh my gosh, you're going faster than me, you're going slower than me. That takes that idea and you know, this kind of Simultaneous action selection where everybody takes a card from their hand, reveals at the same time the card says what turnover is going to be. But more importantly, seeing if I can find one of these cards, it show it tells you what um, workers you are going to be able to place this round in this worker placement game. Okay, none of those pictures show it. There is a video though, so I'm going to go find that video because the video okay, cool. really helped me quite a bit. And hey, uh, you know, a shout out to whoever put it together. Which one yeah. was it? Oh, I see. Are are several. Did they play it? a lot of people yeah um yeah oh, yeah awesome. yeah uh, uh, thinker themer they loved it
1: yeah it was okay Amy it was Maggie this was one great. it was
0: uh this one was a nice quick little video it uh shows it off and uh hmm. actually i really i've subscribed to this guy purge reviews i i hadn't ever heard of him before but he did a really great job except oh i picked the wrong video oh come on man where's your actual video not of you talking but of your zoom in of the game righty, so that's william That's it. Okay. How to play. I watched this little how to play and it instantly sold me on the game. Putting aside the uh, project. There it is. There's one of the cards. So you play this. Okay. Well, um, that's going to be really slow, but I'm going to get all these particular workers to come out and I'm going to get this special power. And so you are constantly having to judge what's more important to you. Uh, uh, Going fast. Getting, you know, getting to the board first because it looks like it's a tight little worker placement game. Those spaces go quick, um, but I won't get as many workers. I won't get as cool a special power. Um, or do I say, no, that's fine. I'm going to go last, and hopefully the worker placement spots I want on the board are still there because I'm going to do a ton of stuff. And the stuff you're doing, the worker placement kind of gives me a bit of culture vibe, quite frankly you know, where you're harvesting the fruit and you're turning it into fruit drinks rather than into wine, going through the production process and all of that. And um, yeah, and so, and there's uh, lots of different things you can do. You can get these upgrades for your infrastructure and all of that. All the worker placement stuff sounded nice and interesting and solid. But the wow. combination of um, what I didn't realize, one of my favorite designers of all time, when I actually looked is oh my gosh, you worked on all of these games, plus um, you know this really interesting initiative system, plus I didn't mention all workers are not created equal. You have different types of workers. So um, if you get the right workers and you get to the space you want, but you don't have the right worker to get the bonus out of that space, that's another level of complexity on top of what looks like just a really simple little trifle of a game, but I suspect actually has a lot of hidden depths and that really shouldn't come a surprise considering oh i forgot to make this big screen full screen considering the design pedigree behind it so yeah. um yeah that box art really kind of shooed me away but when i actually dug into it i was very very intrigued and i really want to play this because i can imagine the tension every round of revealing oh
1: ah, i was a six why are you
0: <laughs> on a five how can i you know i mean that that same kind of you know that build up and release that you get in fresco or dungeon pets or gloomhaven. you get it mm-hmm. here tied with a really beautiful presentation uh you know lots of cool little plastic fruits and all that makes fruticola without an eye just frut fruticola my <laughs> number five of the show
1: wow when yeah when i i i was guilty of just you know past you know zooming by it when i was uh we were prepping for the show the last thing I would have thought was that you would compare it to Viticulture or some of these other games mm-hmm. like that. Now, like my ears are like totally perked up like, Oh, now this looks freaking fantastic. I am yeah. all over, but now yep. this, this looks great yeah the i mean fruit, the, the, the
0: trees themselves are special yeah. they're
1: like randomly designed what the tree generates
0: but then you put it on a different ground piece so the trees and the bushes are randomly generated it's every so single neat. time you play too lots of really cool ideas uh nice um you know uh, classic 50s vibe to the art yep. and uh yeah definitely if i were at essen awesome. i don't think i'd leave without a copy of fruticola under my belt very nice all right not a good place to put it but you
1: get the idea <laughs> let's move on to my number four now, now my number four is uh basically a re-implementation of what i consider a well now a modern classic and my number four is welcome to the moon
0: so okay
1: yep. you, you know i i love me a good roll and write, and welcome to is definitely one of my top five rolling rights of all time um i i liked welcome to las new las vegas um i felt like it, it, want, folks. there's um, I felt like it was still sort of a little clunky, but Welcome to the Moon. This intrigued me because of one thing. It is a campaign game. It's got uh-huh. a campaign to it. It's mm-hmm. really interesting. It's taking the classic uh flipping flip and fill or flip and write mechanism. You have the cards, you're gonna fill them out on your little rocket ship there. Uh, but it's got campaign. And because it's got campaign, like you're they're not really divulging what's what's happening because there's going to be a bunch of new mechanisms as you go i'm assuming they're going to take some of the stuff from new las vegas and also while keeping the uh the main game intact but they're going to be adding stuff as you go i think it's like is it eight uh adventure sheets that you go through it that might sounds familiar eight. yeah i believe because i was really intrigued yeah. by the
0: uh the i mean welcome to i'm actually really surprised that you're throwing it a tiny bit of shade i thought it was actually a really wonderful flip and fill i mean and, and people I... love it you know it's gotten so yeah. many little mini expansions so far
1: yes no I, I do love it but you know what um i love cartographers a little more and i know ah, i think sure, you're sure. yeah i think we're on the opposite side of that i think you like welcome to more than cartographers correct? i would agree with that 100 percent, yes Okay, yeah. And I like cartographers more, but welcome to the moon. I, it's just, I mean, welcome to is. I If I threw some shade, I do not mean the shade because this is a wonderful game. Um, I've played it dozens of times and I am so looking forward to this. You know, I, I just realized I've got two games about the moon on my list. Is, I guess the moon is hot again. I got Luna Capital and got Welcome to the moon. So perhaps I am being drawn in by the, uh, the, the culture of the moon or whatever. There's oh, that word oh, again. Don't culture. call it a
0: comeback. I mean,. <laughs> the moon is hot the moon has always been hot man come on
1: <laughs> so this yeah that uh, that's my uh number of four game welcome to the moon uh i believe from deep water games
0: yes yeah very very cool uh-huh. i definitely considered putting this on my list too because my wife loves welcome to so much yeah. and the idea of you know a, a deeper version of it a slightly more gamer geeky version of it with yep. a campaign you can play through yes please
1: yeah all of all About it all about it yeah so that is my number four welcome to the moon and I'm curious I'm I'm wondering where this franchise is going to go they've got so many different you know opportunities to go and it's obviously an evergreen title for them I'm I'm curious to see where else they go but first we're going to go to the moon and then um, we'll get back to that well let's
0: stay amongst the stars with my number three I've already got it on screen oh oh yes now Honestly, I am surprised I'm talking about this because honestly, I thought this would have made your list. For folks who don't know, what we do is each of us come up with a top 10. We send it to a mutual friend and he kind of calls that and turns to ensure that we don't have crossover. Um, So sometimes when one of mine doesn't come back, I kind of think, oh, we might be doing that one. Um, And honestly, I thought this would make your list, but oh my gosh, it's so pretty. It's so pretty. Let me show you how pretty. Oh, it's so very, (laughs) very pretty, my precious. This is a relatively abstract game. Um, about mapping the constellations in the nighttime sky. And you do it with um, see-through acrylic plastic polyomino Tetris pieces that you get to put them on this really colorful, beautiful starscape grid that everybody's playing with. And that actually starts to build constellations that try to hit certain objectives and all of that. And oh my gosh, it's so freaking pretty. It is just the prettiest gosh darn thing I have ever seen. Um, and I, you know, I've always kind of personally stayed away from abstracts. They have just never really done it for me. But earlier this year I discovered, and I'd not known this for years. My wife loves abstract games. She absolutely adores them. Um, You know, because you can just strip away "Ah, all that story stuff. I just want something pretty. And gorgeous and lovely to look at and touch and feel that really makes me burn my brain and i suspect that is what astrum is gonna give us so really this being on my number three spot is for my wife jen and now it's not just the promise i love polyomino tile layers see through polyomino tile layers i love even more i don't think i've seen that before but that's not all this is from publisher cosmodrome and that is a russian publisher that has been so on fire lately and it's from the russian designer ivan um uh tuzovsky you might not recognize his name but you'll recognize his work that is the designer behind aquatica
1: oh okay. yes indeed aquatica okay.
0: is the freaking nominal um yes. and so I have nothing but boundless enthusiasm and excitement for my number three, Astrum.
1: I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. I don't know how this game got past me. I did I it totally flew by me. I didn't I even put see this it. on
0: my list thinking, oh, it's not I'm not gonna be talking about it because it's probably gonna be your number one of the show. Yeah, um, and
1: if if I would have seen it, it would definitely be my number one. That wow, that looks like everything I love about games. Uh it looks pretty and just like Jen, Michelle, and I, we love um, polyomino games, abstract games. We enjoy them. I want to shout out my friend Amanda Panda. She also um, enjoys them as well. But oh my gosh, clear acrylic um, polyominoes! I am sold, my friend. I know. Get, get I mean, I, I, why did it take that get long that to get game.
0: there? I mean, we've had clear, uh, you know, clear see-through tiles and stuff like that yeah. over the
1: years. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that looks fantastic! Wow, great, yeah, great yeah. Choice. it
0: It is, it is dropped dead gorgeous, and from a designer and a design crew, a publisher crew, they yeah. definitely know what they're doing. Nice. Uh, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Michelle would be uh would be very disappointed in you for not having put this on your list too, because I yeah, think so, it's gonna be I, I can, a hot
1: one. Yeah, yeah, I can I can hear already. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am moving on to my number okay. two game, and I'm ready to type. actually. It, it would have been uh Astrian, but it, um, now it is Explorers Explorers with an S. I picked this game because of three words Phil Walker Harding. I am a big fan of the PWH, as, as we call him right here at home. Uh, PWH Phil Walker Harding Explorers. Uh, this is um, you know, he's been on this uh kick lately of doing roll and write games, and uh, yet another roll and write game that I have here uh, on my list, but. This one, so he's done Silver and Gold, and he he just Mm -hmm. recently did Super Mega Lucky Box. And -hmm. those are super fun games. Explorers, I feel like, is the next iteration of that. This one might be a little more complex than those two. Um, You are, you know, you're... Flipping and filling um, your little landscape tile. If you use exploration cards, um, they're going to tell you which landscape uh, or terrain to uh, X out. And as you X those out, you're going to get, you know, points for um, certain treasures, I guess. And then um, you're going to expand your territory. And then, you know, you score points based on that. It, it re- reminds me of... He, he took this thing with Super Luck Make a Lucky Box where it became very combo-y, right? You yeah, cross mm-hmm. things out, it gives you a combination, gives you allows you to fill on another card. This is going to be similar to that, but I feel like it's getting a, a little back towards the puzzle of silver and gold. So it's almost like the best of both worlds to me. I yeah. love super make a lucky very Box.
0: silver and gold. I saw this and I thought, yes. oh, this is silver and gold crossed with King Domino because it, yes. you know, it's this bigger world, and I just love in silver and gold, it's a roll and write where you're writing on the cards, now you're yeah. writing on the tiles. I don't know. It just feels like there's something naughty about that, like I shouldn't be doing it <laughs> um,
1: that I really yeah. enjoy quite a bit as well. Have, so, have you played Super Mega Lucky Box yet? No, I have not. Okay, not that first one's time another talk about it though. Okay, that's another naughty game where you actually write on the cards and stuff. It it's got that really I, yeah, I, I hear you about that. It's very it's just very pleasing to do, right? And it's like yeah, it is sort of naughty, but well, I'm you know you're breaking the, the rules, but it's okay. Then it's okay, it's part of the game. Uh yeah. so yeah, this is uh Explorers, I feel like this is the next iteration in this uh in his line of games. This mm. one is coming from Ravensburger, though. Uh, I think he partnered with Game Right for the last couple of months, or maybe it was like Game Right and Panasaurus. But, anyways, Phil Walker Harding to me is one of those designers that I absolutely adore because he makes these really cool games that are super accessible. And, you know, as if you're a new gamer or a casual gamer, it's easy to get into, but even as like veteran gamers, we enjoy them as like filler games. Right. And, oh, he's such a great designer. I, I love uh, Phil Walker Harding. That is my number two explorers from. The I P-W-H. Love the fact
0: that you love Phil Walker Harding so much. I mean, were you being ironic when you said, yeah, we call him uh PWH around the house?
1: Yeah. you actually do that?
0: Was that not? Oh sarcastic? no.
1: I you know we I, I call P dub H. Just you know, <laughs> oh, it's the P dub H. it's another from P dub, yeah. All right. It is, yeah. Okay, so that's my number two Explorers from P dub H. Uh let's move on to your number one, my that friend. That is
0: an excellent choice. I seriously considered that one as well. Uh quite frankly. Nice. Yeah, silver and gold is a phenomenal little design. I had a couple problems with it, how it did two player specifically, but yeah, I I I expect oh. That's going to be amazing. Do you remember what the
1: two player is? I don't know. I don't want to put you on the same That's side, talking about
0: the past. We're talking about the future, man. That's, People want the future, ask yes. another question they could ask. But now we have to cool. talk about my number one, Zill. Yes. Which so, is curious to see. My number one, Ark Nova.
1: Which Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. I think this was on the list last time, and it just missed my um you know my my it would have been like my number six or my number seven i guess it would have been my number six wouldn't it because it's my number one on this second list um yeah. it's from a uh, uh, foil on spiela you know uh, the terra mystica folks for lack of a better term and they've done a lot of other stuff besides terra mystica but they're the Terra Mystica folks. Um, so, you know, they are definitely known for doing big, heavy, meaty, um, rich, complex games. I mean, they have done some lighter stuff as well, but that is definitely what they're known for. And so that is definitely what I'm expecting with this game, which is a simulation of, you know, trying to make, you know, the best zoo you can. And I'll be honest, you know, at first I was kind of like, I don't know, zoo... I mean, I love zoos. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, zoos can be kind of a, a tricky theme to handle well. But the thing that I love about this game is, well, there's a lot of things I love about this game, um, that you are equally um, committed to the act of uh, conservation, animal conservation, as much as you are trying to create, you know, uh, enclosures and and living spaces for for the uh, animals. Let me see if, I, if there's a close-up of the board here somewhere instead of just the back of the box. I mean, obviously tons of animals, um, you know, which is, which is always very, very nice. Just makes it, you know, pleasant play, but okay. Are they going to show it anywhere? I guess maybe that's going to be the best. Oh, okay, here's a good show. There you so go. again, what really drew me in after, okay. I, I, I like the presentation. I like the publisher. I like the uh, fact that it's focusing on more than just, Know a simple surface level. Oh, let's just make a zoo and put the pandas together. But uh, there's an equal focus on conservation because actually, I don't know if you know this, uh, you played Rajas of the Ganges, I'm sure
1: uh you know i have not actually yeah i have not played Rajas
0: of the ganges one of the things it's well known for is the fact that it has two score tracks one that goes clockwise and one that goes counterclockwise and when the two meet that's when the game ends when somebody you know gets their money to equal their culture here um one track is devoted to how well you're making enclosures and living spaces for the animals and the other one is how good a job are you doing with animal conservation around the world And so you're focusing on both of those. And so I love the attention to detail. But all of that aside, when I found out how it plays, uh, you basically have five cards. Everybody has the same five action cards. These are the five actions you can do. You know, invest in infrastructure, uh, you know, save animals, you know, all all that kind of stuff, build enclosures. They are in a row numbered one to five. And um, that number, you know, the space numbers one, two, three, four, five is hugely important because if I play the card when it's in the number four slot, I get to do a 4X version of that. You know, I get to buy four things or I get to, um, you know, get four resources or whatever it might be. After I've done that, I then take that card and it sinks all the way down to the one slot and everything else slides up. And now, if I want to do that action again, it's suddenly going to be really crap. Um, it's going to be a really uh-huh. lousy version of it. So I need, if I want to do it again and have another really big, powerful level three or level version, I got to do some other stuff first so that those things will sink to the bottom of the queue so it can climb its way back up. That is such a simple, beautiful, elegant idea. Um, where did I see? It? I think maybe they did have a nice Very video cool. about it here. Let me see if I can find that video. Okay. Uh, because yeah, when, when I saw that and I could just immediately imagine, how that is going to work really, really nicely. Yeah, there's a a few different, oh, a MiWi. I didn't even see this. MiWi just uh, has put up a video for it. Oh, I gotta watch that. Michael Vissner, oh, there we go, yeah. 15 hours ago, he did a, a run through of it, yeah. Oh wow! Okay. But anyway, sorry. That's not even there. I love Michael Visner. Um, you know he's been doing run-throughs longer than me, quite frankly, and uh, he deserves more followers, more subscribers. But um, yeah, one of these actually did a really good job of showing the stuff up close and personal as you got to make these tough decisions. Uh yeah, here it is. Oh, okay. It was a prototype in black and white, and once you do the animals' action, it sinks all the way back down, and um, now you're not going to do it again. Or maybe, yeah, I'll do a weak version of it. That extra level of timing seems very, very engaging to me, um, and so I am very, very interested in a final version, not a prototype. What I'm showing right now of my number one, my no, my number two, I guess, uh, because we're combining it with our previous, but still, yeah. very, very high on my list. A must play, Arc Nova. Nice,
1: yeah, th- this was on my list as well. It just oh, wasn't okay, yeah, uh, yeah yeah it, it was on it just it just missed but yeah for all the reasons you're talking about i i do love that mechanism of you know the the, the the getting the stronger you know action or trying to time it so it doesn't you know you use it when it's at it's strong it's really cool stuff yeah. awesome and Art again nova the Terra mist the tarot people come on
0: you know it's yeah. going to be amazing how could it exactly. not be i mean they are they <laughs> you know they're top of their game with this kind of stuff yeah um all right yeah, so wow. very very excited and um and uh, that's it. We are done. That was ten games. Hooray! Uh, twenty, Hooray. really, if you take last week and this week combined.
1: That's right. Yeah. And uh, people in chat, thank you again for hanging out. Um, we have a few minutes for some q- quick Q and A. Um, uh, we got a few minutes. Yeah, I think we got a couple. So, does anybody uh, have any questions? Yeah, let us know, friends. Uh, Kabuki Kid says, "Don't feel bad, well I have still not played Rajas either." And I was just going to bring this up. The reason why I haven't played Rajas is the one time I saw it on the table, it was not colorblind friendly. So I need to find... A, oh, really? Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's the dice of, uh, the of someone really similar. So I need to find a copy that is a little more friendly. Um, Kabuki Kids asking, so that Culture Clash story. Do we have there time we for the yeah, story? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I I tried to throw oh, out everyone's a, asking. Uh, David that.
0: S. Pumpkins. Yeah. Any questions? And I knew it was coming. Okay, so here's the deal.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it was a here, big yeah.
0: hit in America and Europe. And originally, I don't think uh, the Japanese market had been interested at all but because it was such a monster hit. And by the way, for folks who don't know, in my former life, I was a video game designer. I was the lead designer on Siphon Filter 1 and 2 amongst many other games. And so, uh, you know, Sony America, uh, which was called 989 Studios at the time, I think they're now just called Sony S-E-E-A, uh, decided, okay, we're going to go over, we're going to make a pitch, and let's have the kid go. I was still in my mid-late 20s at this point. And so uh, Jen and I, we got, uh, we got, got, we got flown over, Um, It was not, unfortunately, first class or business class, but that can't complain. We got flown over for free. We got to spend a week in Tokyo, and it was one of our best vacations we've ever had. I mean, we fell so hard in love with the culture and the people and the sights and the sounds and the smells, quite frankly, good and bad. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, we we had an amazing week. But why I was there was to uh, go and pitch the game. To uh, Because at the time, the, the, the thought was, well, look, it's a big success, but why are Japanese players going to want to play this game? At, you know, this, was, this was back in the late 90s. You know, the video game industry was very different. So anyway, they were terrified of me going, because I'm just a big, loud motor mouth. And, you know, there's going to be some kind of really horrific culture clash, maybe. Um, so I actually ended up getting quite a crash course in proper decorum and how to comport myself in business meetings. And one of the things they taught us about was the art, the ritual of business cards, because what you're supposed to do is you're, you go there with your business cards and um, you hand out your business cards to everybody. And when somebody, if you're ever done, I, I'm sure this is still the case. If you're ever in Japan and somebody hands you a business card, they actually go like this. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to take it like this. Look at it. Look at them. Look at it again. And then put it on the table and what you're supposed to do is let me zoom out um, you know if you're in a big meeting like this where everybody's handing out business cards which is definitely what we did um, mm-hmm. right there we go uh, you, you put all everybody's business cards out here and it's a sign of respect do you care who the person is you know it's, it's all about respect and all that and so I did it I nailed it and then we did we had a really good pitch in the game it ultimately did end up getting published. But not by Sony of Japan. Somebody else picked oh, it no. up. <laughs> because here's, I, I'm, I'm riding on high nine. I'm getting every single <clears> thing, <throat> thing perfect. And we get up and I, and I, I, I do the, the goodbyes, you know, the slight bow, which I had to practice as well. And yep. I walked away and uh, we're out on the street and we're saying, oh, that's a great job. It's a great job. And uh, you got your business cards. I'm like, huh? I'd left them all on the table. Oh, no. I had just walked away and just left them there. Oh, my God! And it was, you know, it, was, it was a signal of my shame that I clearly didn't care or respect who I was talking to, that I would literally just walk away and leave all those business cards on the table, just a laid nice and neat and a little. Everybody else's were gone. And so, oh yeah, Sony God. did not pick up Siphon Filter. Ultimately, a, a third-party publisher ended up doing it. So oh. I was never asked to go and make another pitch, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I mean, do you
1: really? I mean, I, I don't know. Do you I, really think...
0: I don't that, know. That, I, for I, comedic, I, I, I mean, it is true that our that Sony themselves did not publish Life and Filter One in Japan. It was published. I don't remember who, and yeah. I'm sure there were all other kinds of issues. I mean, it was a hard sell because yeah. at the time, I mean, uh, you know, everybody thought, oh, Metal Gear Solid, that's an anomaly. Nobody cares about this kind of stuff. So, yeah. um, you know, and but uh, yeah, that's 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 my big story. And wow. uh, yeah, for years, my peers would not let me live it down. <laughs> um, you know, business card jokes and stuff like that. Oh my goodness. Wow, what a
1: story. Well, thanks for sharing much appreciated. Um, yeah. yeah. Wow. That, that, that's, that's crazy. Um, we are just out about a time. Um, okay. But yeah. that Wow. What a great way to end the show talking about different cultures and clashing. Friends, we want to thank you again for joining us for the R&R show. This has been episode 11, more, the top 10 more essence bill games. We've got another great top 10 coming next week. I hope you'll join us. But um, until then, uh, Rado, would you like to take us out?
0: Yes, I would also like to say thanks very much for watching, everybody. And also a big thanks to the sponsor of the show, Arcane Wonders. Have a nice day, everybody. Talk to you later. So long. Bye-bye.